now time for yet another episode. Actually, you know what? Not yet another. The first ever episode. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Episode 13 of Game Pass or Pass. The podcast where we play games on Microsoft Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to simply pass on by. And this week, as promised, even though we missed a week, we are playing Apocalypsis Harry at the End of the World. But before we get there, I guess I should introduce myself since we always forget that. I am Corey, and I am joined by Basher. They know who we are by now, right? It's episode 13. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, if they listen to our Outer Worlds episode or our Gears episode, thank you. Uh, Outer Worlds is actually catching up to Gears. It's only seven plays behind. So clearly those are the episodes that people like. It should be higher because it's a much better game. Ooh, fighting words. I, I don't said know if I agree. it. I, I don't know said if I it. agree. Maybe. There's some things that are better. but Yeah, yeah. It really bugs me that there's planets on that map that you can't go to. But that's a discussion for another time. Before we get started, we are doing a little contest. iTunes. It is the holy grail of podcasting. That's where almost, it's like something like 92% or something of all podcasters listen to. But... Eh, well, I was going to say Spotify, but we uh, we all know how Basher feels about Spotify. Wait, wait, people still listen to Spotify? Apparently. I just got six months free with my Game Pass Ultimate. Whoa. <laughs> so, that's actually kind of nice. But anyways, so we're going to be doing a contest. If you want to win, I guess it's not really win. This is a first come, first serve thing. So you have to get so many reviews on iTunes before they kind of uh, deem them worthy or deem them as legit. So when that happens... The first, because it does have dates, the first person that writes a review will get a one-month, uh, I, I won't say trial, because it's not a trial, trial but it's a, a one-month code for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. We're going, we're not doing just Game Pass for console Game Pass. We're doing both. We're doing Ultimate. You're going to get Xbox Live Gold with that. So if you're listening to this right now, go to iTunes, leave us a review. I'm not saying you have to leave us a five-star review either. You can just leave us a review and tell us how you honestly feel. And I've, once I've... you do that. I have a question about this contest. What? Can I win it? No. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you already buy like two years? Oh, no, that was me. I bought like two years. <laughs> Never mind. That's not the point. So the first person to do that, to go on iTunes and leave us a review, because and once it's all populated, I can see the dates of when they were left. I will um, reach out to you via the uh, little iTunes thing, um, and we will go from there. But you can also follow us on Twitter. At game, or I'm sorry, wow, not Game Pass. That would be interesting if we got the Game Pass handle, though. Like, I probably could have sold that for a lot, a lot. But we are at play underscore tested on Twitter. So go ahead, leave us a review. And then uh, when we get that populated, we will hand that code out. But it is now time to talk about Apocalypsis Harry at the end of the world. All right, let's 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 do this. This is by developer Punch Punk Games. is regular priced at six ninety nine. It is also available on Mac, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and Nintendo Switch. It is not Xbox Play Anywhere. It's actually only available on Game Pass for PC. Uh, therefore, it is not crossplay, but it also is not multiplayer. Uh, so there is no DLC, and uh, there's there is a soundtrack available, which you can purchase. I don't know if you want to qualify that as DLC uh, on the Steam version of it, but the Microsoft version you cannot do that. Um, and it is on Xbox, but it is not Xbox One X enhanced. This is a point and click adventure game, uh, kind of. 
but that's going to do it for all the details. But we have both played uh, Apocalypsis, Harry at the end of the world. And um, how, how do we feel about it? God, uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you have started off with the uh, edit there. Um, <laughs> uh, this game's so, bad. <laughs> like, Oof. This very few times I could find zero things good about a game. Yeah. Because like a game like this, I, I, I could usually say, like, the music was nice. But uh, there's really, literally nothing I like about this game. There's a whole lot of just stuff here where I'm just like, oh, you made that decision. That's That's interesting and not fun at all. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Um, so it is a point-and-click adventure game, but it's basically, I think it's all hand-drawn. I could be wrong on that, but it looks like it's, instead of it being like a typical, I don't want to say typical, but a more traditional adventure game to where there's different locations, it's basically like different screens, and everything looks to be like hand-animated and hand-drawn and all that, but it's, so there's not, every puzzle takes place in its own little screen kind of thing and then so when you beat that puzzle you go to the next level so that's a very strange design for a point and click adventure game because the whole kind of point is to go to different locations and find items and etc etc so in this one you are really just um, you solve a puzzle per right screen area and like and i mean like that would be fine if um perhaps you got things that carried over to the next few right. levels or screens or or if the uh, if the puzzles on the screens were in any way challenging or or whatnot, but I mean, each screen is or like each puzzle is will take you two minutes to figure out, and then you're on to the next one with a loading screen on top of that, and it's just kind of like, what what's the point? Like, why would you break the game up in such a tiny way? Like, you 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 could have built this entire game from like as one giant map almost not giant but one larger map and then right. move around that map instead of instead of that you have like one area in this map then you move on to the next one then you move on to the next one all the while it's telling a pretty um uncompelling story like 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 there's, there's really nothing to, to, to keep you going cuz the gameplay there is kind of bland and then when you get to the actual story of it like the uh like well, where it could have shined like that's where it really could have kept people is if these these hand-drawn the hand-drawn art or the or the way the the, the voice acting is delivered like if that really carried through um but that didn't even happen like uh i had a uh it reminded me of the game we played earlier uh uh the other uh very traditional rpg uh, uh Operancia? Yes, Operancia, the the stolen sun. Um like a game like that, like gameplay wise, you can you can say it's very stale, very dated, whatever, but um I honestly had a good time with the the, the character. I felt like the characters were well well voiced, well acted. Uh I felt like if you wanted to get get into that story, like it's pretty it's pretty simple, it's pretty straightforward, and it's and it's you, you can get into it. Whereas this is kind of like they try this uh, holier-than-thou kind of pretentious story here, and it's kind of like eh, you're not nailing it at all. Yeah, I 
I'm trying to like, okay, here, here's the thing. Like you said, if, if there was something about it that was delivered in a way that you could, you know, kind of latch onto, but the thing is it, it I, I, I can't think of the word to describe the story because yeah, it's not pretentious. That's not what I meant, but something yeah, else. like it, it, it feels like it's trying to say something, but I'm so just like, I don't, I guess bored with it that like I'm just sort of like tuning out of the story. I couldn't tell you what this game is about. It reminds <laughs> me of of uh, one of those uh, games based on Dante's Inferno. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of de- delivered as well, but it's just not nailing the delivery whatsoever. Right, and so I believe he he's trying to get his love back from like the underworld. That's that was the. The context that I got, um, but that's it. Like that—that's that's the entirety of the story, kind of thing. And that's that's just not enough. And especially when you put the the gameplay on it, that is just very um, one note and just very like that's kind of where it lost it for me. Hardcore was just the uh, I, I guess the the basicness is that a word uh, the the blandness of it. And the thing that drives me nuts is in a point and click adventure game is that you need to be able to, um, quickly. So when I figure something out, like the, the thing that comes to mind is like one of the first or second puzzles is you have to put these candles around this altar kind of thing. Right. And right. I found all the candles, but for whatever reason, like the, the window or the box or whatever you want to call it to place the candles was so small that I was like, I know I have to put these candles here, but I kept putting my mouse around where I thought they should go. And since I wasn't like triggering this, the, the sweet spot, it just wasn't, I wasn't able to do anything. So like I spent a good five minutes on the screen, just like, where am I supposed to go? And whenever you click on something, his pace is just ridiculous. Oh my God. And when he walks up to it and I guess what I don't understand is if I click on something that, that clearly I'm not supposed to be able to, or I'm clearly wrong. Why does he take the time to walk over to it? Whereas most traditional, um, sort of point and click adventure games, we'd be like, no, you can't do that kind of thing. Or, you know, it does, um, you know, something to mitigate that, yeah, that like, time. Yeah. And like in, in another game, in a better, but in a better game, it, it, the character would have stayed there and just shrugged. Right. But what he does is he goes up to it very slowly and then he has like the most nonchalant shrug <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. It's just like, huh. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help me. Like, and and that's the thing as well. The like, it's a good point to make because the character moves in a in a in a, in a real in a real um, boring way. Like, he doesn't care. the The music uh, it does never really swells, never really grabs you in in, in a not caring way. Um, so, like, you're playing the game and like nothing. Therefore, you don't care because you don't feel like it's trying to grab you. So you're trying to figure out these puzzles. And it's like, and again, by trying to figure out puzzles, it's like going back to that puzzle you mentioned. There about, there's one candle lit, there's like four candles around it, just lying down. And by around it, I mean within like viewing distance, within arm distance almost. And it's like, this isn't a puzzle. It's just you making me pick things up off the floor. Right. Right. And it's the puzzles don't really get much deeper than that. And it it, it doesn't do a very good job of um, 
mixing things up. It, it, it's it's usually very simple of just like, oh, here's a catapult or a a some type of wheel, and I need to find the wheel, and it it doesn't challenge you in any way. And just I don't know, I'm I'm perplexed of just. W- it's like the game wanted to tell a story, but it wasn't the story wasn't strong enough. So they're like, let's put a game with this story, and then neither one really does anything. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I could, I could switch to us more a whole lot more to it. I mean, yeah. this, like, I mean, there's a lot they could have done with the idea of only being able to hold one item at a time. Like, you could have used that mechanic to go back and forth between screens and figure out like oh I need to get this to do this but only but I have this so I need to put this here first or drop this here or there's a lot there's a lot you can play with that but instead it's like you pick up one thing and you just click around until you until it fits. You pick up the next thing that's that's in viewing distance. You just click around to that fits. And it's like there's no real the game is the game doesn't like a, a great adventure game kind of guides you without holding your hand. It just kind of says you want to get past the gate, but the gate's locked and there's a moat with an alligator in it. And then from there, you just have to, you know, you have to do, and you can kind of almost start to contemplate like, do I feed that? Do I feed the alligator? Do I, do I scare it away? Like, what do I, what do I do here? Whereas this game is, is basically, I want to poison this drink. Um, so I just go to where the poison is, pick up the poison and bring it back to him. Right. And, I I think where because I'm actually a huge fan of this genre um, and so I have played a lot of these games and so I, I don't know if this is a personal preference or just a game design flaw and I, I guess talking about it here would probably be a good way but the the one thing about adventure game is like I always feel like I, I have a goal in mind and what I'm doing while it might not always be fun I at least know what my end game is i don't know what the goal of this game really was i know it's about heartbreak and like you know finding you know redeeming your love something but i don't know i don't know how i was doing that i don't know by how doing these puzzles or moving along was getting me closer to that goal and so even when the story was going along like it it felt like it was trying to tell me something but it wasn't telling me anything that even was relevant to the story it was just sort of like a weird exposé or like poetry and if i don't have a goal to get to the end of the game i'm very lost like and maybe that's maybe that's just the setting of this because a lot of these adventure games are a lot of times like mysteries or thrillers or something like that where there's a murder or you're a cop or you know it, it's a very easy thing to make um like the the game that comes to mind is cognition like that was the last adventure game that i really really enjoyed whereas you play as like an fbi agent and i knew uh, there was a murder so like i i knew at the end i was trying to catch a murderer i don't know what the end of this game was supposed to be so i had no reason to keep playing it and i i don't know if that's weird or not but yeah i mean no i i I completely agree uh to shout out one of my favorites uh i think was I think it was published by Focus. Um, it's called Night of the Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big fan of that game. Uh, just a like it, what, what a reason why I was a big fan of it was the gameplay initially kind of grabbed me, but and what and it had a very um, specific goal in the in the first hour or so of 
of basically like kind of kind of find out where you are and try to get out. But then it's like you meet characters along the way, and then the entire goal of the game changes, and you're like, oh, I gotta see where this goes now because you have no idea. Whereas this game. It delivers a premise which I really don't know or care for because I forgot. Um, but it delivers a premise, and it does not. There's no incentive to get there. And there's no twist, no turn, no ups, no downs. It's just it's 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 just straightforward. Go from left part of the screen to the right part of the screen, clicking along the way with no real uh, carrot on the end of the stick. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's where it really, because I can usually, you know, get through any game um, when it comes be- between most people like I'm maybe that's the old reviewer in me when I used to review, you know, indie games and stuff where it's like they don't always click with me. But I was like, I'm going to get to the end of it kind of thing. I couldn't do that with this. <laughs> I just couldn't. Like, I, I was tapped, so I t- bored. Like, I tapped out at the this game isn't long either it's only like three <laughs> hours from what i understand i played about two and i was just like i can't do this anymore like that's part of me because i tapped out at the part where you're right after you have to run through the uh the explosions in the floor yeah like right after that i'm just like oh this this is as deep as this gameplay is going to get isn't it yeah. this is like their creative part like i'm good i don't want to see any more of this yeah i it's yeah i'm not sure i feel bad because like i feel like one of us should always at least finish the game so we have a, a very good you know a better feeling of it but i don't know this one just I, I think the other thing is i modern modern adventure games have gotten better at um teaching i, I the best way i can think about it is, is treating the player like an idiot because in a good way i know that sounds bad but it's Cognition was the first game that stuck out with me is that because sometimes the game is not good at showing you what can be interacted with. And there's there was a button that you could click. It's just like and it puts a little question mark over everything that can be touched. So it's like sometimes you're just not seeing the thing that it wants you to get to. And before, you know, in modern adventure or before modern adventure games, that wasn't a thing. Like you were always just kind of waving your cursor around the screen. Like, what am I supposed to click on? And that was just something that was finally mitigated and in this game there was a time in one of the puzzles like there was just something i didn't know i could click on and i didn't think i should be able to click on it and eventually it took me like a good 10 minutes to find that out and to me that just is a layover of just really bad and old adventure game design that we're past and the fact that we've gone past it it's so hard to go back to that just like random clicking of just like i don't even know where i'm supposed to go right now i'm just going to like wave my cursor across the screen nobody wants to do that and I don't know. I I find it interesting that that isn't in this game in some capacity, especially since it's on the Switch. And from what I hear, it actually has um, like touchscreen controls and stuff. But this is also on PS4 and Xbox. And I wonder if on those versions, I I guess I feel like there has to be right, because if not, like you're literally using a a joystick to drag a cursor around. Well, well I, I've never played an adventure game on a on a console before, so I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. But uh, in my experience with adventure games, which I mean, because I I I I really like the genre genre as well. Um, in my in my experience with them, I think I've had the most fun or been most been more impressed when that mechanic you speak of wasn't necessarily there, but. Instead, it was replaced by just well-crafted um, uh, ambiance and, and and just kind of storytelling. And what I mean by that is you may not know 
exactly what to click on because why would you but the game could be so wacky or specific in a way where it's like if 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 it's shown you up until this point that you can click on ropes and vines and ladders that then going forward you something in your mind clicks where it's like okay so something's against the wall I could probably click on that or right. or some or some way something like that. Um, my issue with this game and a lot of other adventure games is they don't even have that. So it's kind of just like this flat wall, this this flat scenery, and you can literally click on anything. You think you can click on anything when really like what a good adventure game is supposed to do is train your mind to think. There's a cup on that table. I don't. I can't click on that. That's that that's 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 kind of either out the way out the views kind of in a way where it's like you know you can click on it as opposed to the shovel in a, in a corner like right. this doesn't do a doesn't do either what you're used to or what i'm used to it just it's just random click game click game and i'm just like i don't get it like the it's just not fun to wave your cursor around the screen and just wait for a little hand to pop up to see if you can click that or not and then have him walk over and shrug at it. It's 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 insulting, Harry. <laughs> you jerk. It's so boring. Yeah, like, so I, I, I don't, cannot stand a boring game. And that's yeah. that's the worst offense about this game is that it's boring. Yeah, I'm not yeah, not a fan. I don't want to keep beating up on this game, so I think it's I think it's fair to say that um we have come to a consensus on this one that do not play this game. Um, oh no, no no definitely play this game is great. Oh god, I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you with a passion. So yeah. Another, another split decision, guys. So yeah, I I think it's fair to say this is probably the worst game that we've played. Um, I don't know, man. That uh, <laughs> that that night driving game was pretty bad for me. That 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 was not great either. Um, I was not a fan of that one. Yeah, but I I could get to the end of that one, and I, I at least um, I I want to say like I at least was interested in the subject matter. I don't think it quite got there in terms of um of delivering on it, but at least the premise was there. Whereas this just from click one, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good. No, I'm good. So, but yeah, but yeah. So for apocalypsis, Harry at the end of the world, don't, yeah, don't play that one. Skip that one. We've done the work for you. Just do yourself a favor and skip that one. But oh, that, that random button is, uh, is dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. But speaking of random, we're not going to do it next time. Um, <laughs> So the next game that we are going to play is another indie game, and that will be Minute. That was released uh, not too long ago on uh, Xbox Game Pass, and is available on console and on PC. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking about that one. Uh, it's a nice little bite-sized game, but we will talk about that next time, uh, so that way you can know if Minute is worth your time. But is that it? Is there anything else you want to say about Apocalypsis? Oh, God, no. Please, no. Let's move on. Okay, good. All right. So don't forget to, what's what I'm looking for? Not like and subscribe because that would be YouTube. You can follow us on YouTube. Uh, we are at Play Tested. You can follow us on Twitter, Play underscore Tested. Don't forget to review us on any podcast listening service that you listen to, whether it's Pocket Cast, even Spotify. I know Basher has issues sometimes with their Spotify listeners, but but I like you. Um, I you're think like you're it. great. Your luck is a clean podcast. I have, some, I have something to say about these Spotify listeners. I think you're great, and I appreciate it when you do listen. And uh, write us some reviews. You can also email us if you want to tell us that maybe you love Apocalypsis at gpopfans at gmail.com. 
right, that's going to do this episode or Game Pass or Pass. We will see you next time with Minute.